Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less. But we promise to leave you satisfied. So if you haven't already read our books, be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes that you might have. We would love to hear from you. And speaking of hearing from people, today we are going to talk about that dreaded topic of writer's block. And this is all thanks to Andrea M., one of our lovely followers on Instagram, who did DM us and suggested this topic is something we should go into. So we are going to take that deep dive uh, as unpleasant as writer's block is, it is something that I think it's safe to say every single writer deals with. Uh, so we're going to chat about our experiences of that, which will be certainly lovely. And the sirens begin in Brooklyn already. Cheers, uh-huh. y'all. Oh, hooray. All right. So let's see what we get into with writer's block. Uh, gosh, I don't need, look, <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Oh my gosh. How poetic is that? <laughs> No, that's pretty, uh, I mean, yeah, that's pretty on topic, honestly. Yeah, I think is it's... That writer, is, is that irony or coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's coincidence, honestly. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, I don't know. Writer's block. Sarah, are you in the throes of writer's block now? Um. So I'm not, thankfully. I, uh, I'm working on something right now, and I feel really good about where I am, thankfully. Uh, knock on wood. I'm knocking on what I'm not going to do it loudly though, because we're recording, but um, yeah, it's definitely something that I have been hit with in the past though. And just like with anything else, I think it's very individual how each person deals with it. So um, I don't know, I guess I can like, I can talk about what I do when, <laughs> when I get hit with that nasty bout of writer's block. Um, and then maybe you can like, you can let me know if what I do is, Ridiculous. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I will validate your methods of okay. overcoming writer's block. Sure, that's a thing I can do. <laughs> okay, so one thing that I do when it's it's writer's block, but it's not like a serious case of it. Like it's not like, oh my gosh, I can't write anything, and it's like just gone on for days. This is just something where I feel like I just hit a log jam in whatever scene I'm working on, um, and that's. I will like stop writing because I'm clearly not making any progress and I'll get up and I'll walk around. And I think that because I feel like, like writing is very sedentary or at least it is for me. Like I'm always like sitting down when I'm doing it. And when I feel stuck, I also feel very physically stuck, if that makes sense. Oh Um, yeah. You know, so if I get up and like, like walk to the kitchen, do the dishes, take out the trash or whatever, like go upstairs, scoop the litter box, stuff like that. It's it's weird the number of times that like that has then like done away with whatever logjam was happening in my brain. 
and then I know how I'm going to go back and deal with whatever I was working on. So you get the blood flowing and the thoughts follow. Yeah, I think that for me, that's what that works in those instances. Um, If the weather's nice and I'm having just like a really hard time, I'll go for a hike because I live in a place where um, thankfully the scenery's nice and like hiking trails are easily accessible where I am. And I just feel like sometimes just getting my ass out of the house and like, um, you know, exerting energy focusing on like, okay, I can't trip over these rocks. I have to like focus, like making my brain focus on something else kind of clears it and I can sort of reset in a way. You know what I mean? Sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, so that really helps. Sometimes I'll binge read, like <laughs> sometimes I'll binge read um, new books or sometimes I'll binge read like my favorite romances and rom-coms for inspiration to kind of get my creative juices flowing and that really helps or sometimes I'll watch like stuff on Netflix and um that is a kind of nice mental reset um sometimes I'll watch like cute stuff like leap year and to all the boys I've loved before (laughs) I watched season one but there's a season two out now right yeah it's a movie and the first movie is Oh, is it a movie? Oh, yeah. sorry. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I loved it. It was so cute. It was super cute. Yeah, it's adorable. And like the second one came out a couple days before Valentine's Day and it was like the cutest thing ever. And I was getting ready to watch it. And my husband's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm watching a movie. And he's like, oh, do you? I'm like, no, I want to watch this. By myself. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'll have to see that. I, I, I don't watch, I don't watch things anymore because I just yeah. don't have time right now. But like, that was such a cute movie. I loved that there were three sisters um, yeah. as like the family background, which I, I have two sisters. So I loved that. Uh, yeah. I did find that a little bit idealized in terms of the like familial relationship. I was like, okay, oh, y'all sure. never fight really. Um, but <laughs> I thought it was so cute. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm pumped to watch that. I remember you were posting about that on Instagram. I was like, Oh, yeah. I gotta watch that. So yeah. you're talking about writer's block like when you're in the middle of a story and you can't figure out how to move it forward. Is that, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I guess like to clarify, I have never as of yet been in a situation where like, I can't think of anything I want to write about. I can't think of anything new. Like I, I don't, I haven't encountered that. I'm not saying I never will. I'm just to this point, I have like a million ideas in my head and I feel like that's a good thing for me. Yes. But like for you, I guess, those are a couple things that I have done in that particular situation for you. What, what are the, what's the kind of writer's life you encountered? Well, I've definitely encountered what you're talking about and I completely agree. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm all about like the gym or fitness, different types of activity. Yeah. Um, there have been times where I've gone on long bike rides around the city or down to uh, Rockaway beach and just like riding and that sort of rhythmic um, move helps you clear the head mm-hmm. or, you know, I'll be, I'll run um, also really, really helps. Cause like you're kind of spaced, but you're also focused and it lets, it gives room. I love the term from um, Sherlock of mind palace. Okay. Wow. So it like lets your mind palace open up and then you can see roads of the story that, you know, weren't available before. So I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Like when you're stuck on a story point and you don't really know how to move something forward, um, which, you know, and it's interesting because like 
I guess that could actually be a different episode, but like there's the writer's block where you don't know how to move it forward, but then there's the other type where it's like what you've already written doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know where the story's going, but you're not like for me, I've had it where I'm not very happy with how it's begun. So mm-hmm. I'll do like what I call ripping out the seams and like go back and just like rehaul things. But all of that requires I'm 100% with you some sort of physical activity uh, where or or just you know laying on the floor and staring at the ceiling. Um, <laughs> just something where the mind is given the space to work on it. Um, and I find that's incredibly helpful. But I will raise a whiskey glass to you, my friend, because I have come in my writer's journey to the other side of having the stories in my head. And yeah. I have not written new content, uh, not anything substantial in years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's an interesting thing to admit, isn't it? Huh. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. I, I don't mean to sound like that ominous, like, oh, like, I don't mean it like that. I just, that's an interesting point to be at, though, I think. It is. Um, at first, when it happened, well, as I've alluded to before, like, I, in the last two years, my life has changed radically, um, which, you know, Sarah, you and I are friends, so you know all about this. But I've mentioned it on the show before, too. Uh, I've gone on a lot of traveling journeys. I've gone on a lot of, like, a lot of change has happened. And as those things started, um, you know, it was first it was like, well, I don't have time for a new story. And also, too, I I was in the process of editing Not Suitable for Work uh, and getting it up and ready to get out into the world. So, you know, it was like, fine, I don't have a new story right now. And I had some ideas for other stories. And it just has come to be in the past two years that new characters have not whispered at me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have... I have ideas for stories that would be part of the Auntie Bell series, um, but have not been drafted at all. And honestly, I don't know if they ever will be. Um, but it was an interesting period of time because for about, oh, three or four years, I uh, stories just kept pouring out of me. So although I don't have... A new, a new plot in my mind, new characters in my mind, per se. I don't have anybody who's, like, begging to be written, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and any time I've tried to start drafting something, honestly, like, I've, I've gotten a page or two into some ideas, and it's like, yeah, no, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different type of block. Um, but I'm not fussed with it because I have got so much raw material that honestly, like, working with it and getting it out of the world can theoretically take me quite a few more years. Um, right. And I have things, I have the rest of the Anti-Bell series. I have the Anti-Bell prequels. <laughs> I have standalone story. Um, so there's, like, there's enough stuff there that it's not like, oh, my God. But I will say, um, you know, just to, to, to be very clear, I do miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss having that story in my brain. I miss the kind of obsession that you get with it. Do you're you're living out your life, but at the same time too, your brain is living out their lives. And I, I there's a there was a thrill in that. There it was amazing, like the way the brain can work and the way in which these stories just came to life in my mind. And like you just said, like you're in the throes of that, you know, you've 
produce so much great content on your blog and you've got two books and you're working on a next one. Like I know the feeling it's just, it, but it is a feeling that I have missed a lot. It's like, Oh yeah, that was, that was really nice. Um, and even now editing the books, like I'm deeply editing um, Nemesis for its release in April and it's great and I love it. And you know, there are moments that make me laugh. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember writing that. Um, <laughs> but I'm not like, I just not, my head is not like blurred into that story like it used to be. So it's a really, it's a different shift. And I would say that I miss, there's a bit of nostalgia for that. Yeah, that's, well, first, thank you for sharing that. I know that that can be like a really difficult thing to share, um, especially after for so long, you have had so many stories brimming within you. And that's like, you have an impressive number of books to your name right now. Like, I just want to Put that out there like the Antibell series is many books and many prequels and like many offshoots so you should be proud of that sky thank That's you amazing. yeah um did you kind of feel like so when you sat down to write something new did you feel like and and you obviously didn't like get past two pages like you said did you feel like forcing it was the issue or do you feel like you just weren't excited about it or? I felt when I've really done it, I felt like I wasn't at a place in my life. I felt like honestly, to, to be completely truthful, my life was in such a state of flux and uncertainty after having been very, very steady for a long time that it was almost like I was living out too much of unpredictable plot to like draft one. Okay. Um, it was just like, I can't invest in this. Like, like I just said, you know, that, that way that your brain pulls itself into your story. Like it was like, I can't do this because I don't yeah. know what's coming next for me. And that was, that was an actual barrier for me. It was like, I can't, I can't lose myself in a story right now because the, the life that's happening to me is, is crazy. Um, you know, it's just, it's like unpredictable and wild and everything. Uh, but not in a bad way, you know, just right. in a growth way. Um, but I think that there's, I think that that was part of it. I, I guess I will say the one thing that I got really optimistic about uh, was at Christmas this past year, I was um, I was looking back over some of the journaling that I've done because I've done a ton of journaling since all of these like life changes started. And I do think in, I, I do think that there could be a memoir or something. Oh, oh, OK. Uh, yeah. And that I actually started playing with like an opening page of that. And I got pretty excited about the idea of telling that story. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so something that's not romance or yep. rom-com, right? Like something that is your real life. Yeah. On the page. That's very exciting. It is. We're going to put that on the shelf for now, but <laughs> it, it was the first time that I thought, okay, there could be something here that I could sit down and, and actually draft out. So that was kind of exciting. But like I said, I mean, I'm still deeply in editing. So right. one thing at a time, y'all, one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, so I think that there's a lot to take away from what you said. I feel like, like what you said when your life was, when you were going through life stuff, it was hard for you to sit down and even write the fictional lives of your characters. Um, so maybe, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, when writer's block happened, at least for me, I can feel very like I'm very into what I'm writing and I'm not really looking like 
what's happening outside of me or in my real life. I think like, oh, this is just a problem with the story. So maybe that's like a really good point that you bring up that maybe there's something when you are experiencing something like writer's block, maybe there's something happening in your life that you need to give attention to first yeah. before you tackle like, oh, well, I got to write this story. Um, and there's nothing like, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I feel like people think like, oh, writer's block, it's bad. Cause it does kind of suck to deal with. Yeah. But there are a lot of really great things that can come out of you stopping a situation and then realizing what you need to do, addressing that issue and then coming back to whatever it is that you were working on. I think it's freaking awesome that you're going to write, or I'm sorry, I'm not trying to put pressure on you. I'm sorry. Like I'm getting way too excited about it. <laughs> but I think that's freaking awesome that it, that time that you went through in your life is inspiring you to write something completely different. And maybe that's like a suggestion people can take. Like if you're having issues writing what you've always written, try writing something else. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, totally. I mean, I've written, I've now filled like books full of journals um, just about like my, my thought processes and life. And it's not, not like ate breakfast this morning. It's just like whatever's <laughs> going on in my head. It's like, it's in the journal so I'm continuing to write just in, in a very different way. Um, and, you know, like my entire goal with writing and podcasting and everything is to, ah, it's so hard to say, but like I just want as many people as possible to light up because of what I've shared with them. So like in doing this podcast with you, I get to enjoy time with my friend and we get to do things that hopefully help people see things a little better and in my books, I just want people to go on the journey with the characters and like live and love a little bit with them. So I feel like maybe there is a story of my story that can sort of do that same type of thing, but in a different way. That would be very exciting for me. Um, but, you know, I like I like what you've said about like finding the different routes, because, you know, there's all those like lists and checklists of like writer's life, hashtag writer's life. And you know, one of the things is like, write every day, write every day. And it's like, y'all, yeah. you don't have to write every day to be a writer. You don't have to X, Y, or Z to be a writer. If you have a story and you're working on that story, whenever you work on it, you're a writer. If it's published, if it's not published, you're a writer. Like this, like that weird kind of cult, which of course social media does, but like that cult of idea that like, oh, am I really a writer? Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Writer's block or no. If you, if you identify as a writer, you're a writer. Put words on a page. No matter who you share with them with, it's that's what you do. That's what you love. It's it's fine. I think it's so weird when we, like, try to say, like, oh, well, you have to do this thing or, oh, you have to do that, and then that's your writer's life. It's like, no, just your writer's life is what you want it to be. So if you need to take a break, take a break. It's fine. You're still a writer. <laughs> we promise. We'll let you in the club. It's so silly. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm really glad you said that because I totally agree and I think what sometimes I, people forget is that writing is so personal and individualized and is structured as like language and literacy and all that stuff is creative writing is so unstructured. So if you don't deal with something the same way that somebody else does, that's totally okay. And if it takes you some time to get past whatever you're you know, dealing with or working on or whatever project you're working on, like, that's okay. Like you said, you're still a writer. Nothing defines you outside of your, 
you know, ability to write and produce the kind of work that you want to. So I'm glad that you said that. That's really yeah. important to put out there, I think. So that's good. Yeah. Um, and I also, <laughs> I also want to say, like, I love that you, you're dealing with writer's block in a very, <laughs> very, like, admirable way by, like, writing something new that's, like, a memoir. And, like, I deal with it by, like, watching... <laughs> I think I said this before, but like watching like making a murderer or um, oh yeah, watching true crime sometimes like so it's nice the um you know we exist on totally different ends of the spectrum I guess so whatever you want to do guys it's okay because I'm here watching like crazy true crime stuff and Sky is over there like writing beautiful words about her life. <laughs> And either way is exactly what you needed to do. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. actually looking at the message from Andrea uh, about writer's block and just to like address directly. Um, you know, she says her dream is to be published. Cheers. Absolutely. Um, if that's your dream, go for it. Um, but she says she outlined and that now it's like there's an outline, but it's so hard for her to like get in there and fill the pages. Mm -hmm. um which as a pantser which you know mm -hmm. that's lingo for I just jump face into a uh, work in progress like if I have an idea for a story I do not outline it so first of all Andrea I'm really impressed by your outlining abilities because I don't have them um I'm just like I don't know I have a scene let's start um <laughs> which is not I mean it's it's good and bad whatever works for you um I guess as a pantser I might suggest that you know, you have this outline, but maybe you set it aside and just try writing for like a week or two where you just put whatever on a page and don't even worry about like where it's going. Like if you have characters in your mind and maybe just write a scene of them, you know, like maybe not even the beginning of it, but like if you can see them doing something, just write that. And then it may not even fit into the book. You know, it might like actually just be this side note but just something where you start like bringing them to life. Um, that's what I would suggest. Uh, if you're like just staring at a blank screen, like don't think about it as like page one, chapter one, like just put something down that you can imagine. I don't know. Do, do you ever deal with that, Sarah? Um, yeah, I do. And I think that that is really good advice that you just gave because I, and I totally understand where it is coming from. I am somebody who I'm a pantser too. And it was for me for a while there, every time I would try to outline something, it was like the kiss of death. Like I would lose my inspiration and my motivation to write anything about it. Ooh, and ooh. yeah, that really sucked for, <laughs> for a while. And it also sucks because um, if you want to do something like traditional publishing, typically what you do is you write an outline and you give it to your publisher, or your editor, and they have to be okay with you know, your story that you're pitching and you can't just be like, Oh, you know, I have this idea, but I have no like structure. You just have to like, right. trust. that's not typically what I've seen. That's not going to work. Um, but what you described sky, like writing just what you feel called to write as somebody who now has to write outlines because that's how I get paid. Mm -hmm. Um, it can feel very daunting to have to write according to that outline when I might not feel inspired to write that idea. 
because I had to like write it all down. Um, so for me, I have done that exact same thing. Like you said, I have just written whatever scene comes to me first and maybe that scene doesn't make it in the book, but honestly, more often than not, like I write a scene and then it gives me an idea for what would happen next or what would happen before. And all of those other things are yes. things that happen in the story. So it's just this kind of weird <laughs> chain reaction that you kind of just have to initiate somehow, even if that thing that you do to initiate it isn't something that's usable anyway. Yes. I, like, I, I mean, I have deleted scenes. I don't know if you have deleted scenes for your books. <laughs> so many. Yeah. And I like I don't feel bad if they don't fit into the story because they're they're still really fun. Um, I released a deleted scene of Faker a couple months ago, um, just like as bonus material for my author newsletter. People really liked it. Um, so yeah. don't feel like every word you put down has to be like this is it. Like it's gonna change. The process is different for everybody. Um, as long as you're just writing something down, that's half the battle, honestly. So yeah. don't don't feel discouraged. Like just let it come to you. Um, it's supposed to be fun. Like this whole thing is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. It's not supposed to be this sucky, you know, soul sucking <laughs> activity. Right. You know? Yeah, it's it's totally not. Like I completely agree. Um, it's so funny that you say that because I'm editing Nemesis now, and Nemesis began as a single scene. Their first kiss scene, which is just very dynamic. Um, it was a scene that I had and I just, I was actually in the middle of writing off the record at the time. I stopped, opened a new word doc, wrote out the scene simply because I couldn't stop thinking about it and then went back to off the record. And yeah, I've got plenty of deleted scenes from, from my whips or from my manuscripts, but um, yeah, totally like make the characters do something. And like, to me, that's how I start to get more deeply into the characters and see like, like you said, like even if the scene ends up being cut, like, you're making them do something and therefore you learn a little bit about their interactions. You learn a little bit more about their motivations or their desires or their preferences, what they like and don't like. Even if the scene is not sexual, even if it's just like them, I don't know, at, at a park or something like you, you start to know them the more you write them. And I think, you know, um, Andrea, that would be probably like the best idea I could give you. Like, don't try to make it where the outlines getting filled in just, you know, make the characters come to life. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Totally, totally agree. Cheers. <laughs> well, writer's block. I don't know if writer's block is good, but that episode was good for me. Was it good for you, Sarah? Hell yeah, it was good for me. Excellent. That was episode seven of the Quick and Dirty Romance podcast. And if you haven't already read our books, please be sure to check them out after you listen and DM us with any questions or future or requests for future episodes. You can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Romance. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Sky McD. And you can find me also on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Author Sarah S. And check out our books. They're Not Suitable for Work and Off the Record by Sky McDonald and Faker by Sarah Smith. So thank you all so much for listening. We hope that was helpful. We hope that gave you what you needed. And to close out today, a quote from the queen herself, Dolly Parton. Find out who you are and do it on purpose. Bye. We'll see you next time.